monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature Joey G. And joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. It's a lovely evening. <laughs> uh, Did you just look at the little sliver of window in the basement? Yeah, I have almost an inch and a half of, of uh, light, so whenever I hear people like, what, the weather's nice today, I'm like... <laughs> you like, have an old school basement where the window is about a foot, and then you also you have that bar across it. Well, even if I didn't have the bar, the angle of my chair, I couldn't see it anyway. No. It's Plus, all I can bad. see is like a fence. Yeah, we only have two windows in the basement, and the other one's covered up by a shed. Oops. Why don't you tell everyone our address, too, so that they can. <laughs> <laughs> our Picture. address is. 123 Sesame Street. Anyway, <laughs> we are coming to you live from our hovel on the shores of the bow. Yes. That's what I call our house now. I like that. Thank you. It's, it's my catchphrase. Thank you. <laughs> I kind of stole the idea of doing it from Warren Ellis, like everything I do. I also like how when we told the boys that we were going to be in quarantine, you like pitched us like, we're on an adventure. <laughs> I'm just trying to make things fun. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm succeeding. They I... don't care at all. The boys don't care about adventure as much as me. <laughs> we tried to watch the Castle in the Sky tonight and Sawyer could have given a shit less. Well, he was watching, but he fell asleep. And Brody, he, hey, he got into it by the end. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Well, anyway, I loved that movie, too. Unlike the movie... Oh, is that your transition? We're not done I... the intro yet. What? I wasn't done the intro yet. Go ahead. What? I was just going to say how long we've been in quarantine. I was going to give you... I was teeing you up to tell everyone. Oh, we've been in quarantine. Well, when this podcast comes out, 39 days. Yeah. No, that's nothing. That's nothing. Because it's going to be a lot longer. <laughs> but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about something else Else that's awful. <laughs> this month was Nicole's turn to pick the movie. And she thought, what better place to get a suggestion for a movie than, like, the back of Rumorg magazine? It wasn't the back of or the was, magazine. Was it an actual article or was yes. it the review in the review section? It was a review in Rumorg. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, the review section of Rumorg, they review every straight-to-DVD piece of shit that comes out. And they're the kind of people who write for Room Org, so they're usually a lot more forgiving of bad horror movies. Well, I think I'm forgiving of bad horror movies. You, well, you know what? You are, that's not true. You're not forgiving of horror movies, of bad horror movies in general. You're, you just have a wide, like, an eclectic wide taste in horror movies. I don't, I think that the horror movies that you like are usually good. Thank you. Or at least enjoyable. I think, I like, even a bad horror movie I can usually enjoy on some level this was pitched to me as a completely different movie from the Rumorg article, so fuck you, Rumorg. And all right, come on now. And the trailer, which I mean, trailers the trailer is are dog often shit. trailers are often can be misleading. This one in particular is bad. It also spoils what the monster looks like, and the monster doesn't show up until the last three minutes of the movie. So let's put in the trailer. Yes, we're gonna play the trailer now for your listening pleasure, or you can also watch the trailer on the uh, the post page for this episode on the website. I've been doing that forever, and I've never mentioned it, but pretty much every episode you can... I embed the trailer into the show notes, so enjoy. Hey, 
ngiyathembisa tate wethu sizoba sonke futhi He is as old as mankind cursed by the great father He is as hateful as he is foul He is the Dokolosh Have you heard the old stories about the Tokolosh that tricks children into trusting him before drowning them. from 2018, directed by Jerome Piquane, uh, written by Richard Kunzman and Jerome Piquane, starring Petronella Schuma, Kwande Nkosi, David Minar, and other people, but those are the three that are listed in this blurb. I have written uh, a lengthy synopsis, so uh, one thing I always forget to do when we do this podcast is to tell you ahead of the time, ahead of the time, this is going to be filled with spoilers because I'm going to recap the entire movie from beginning to end. This is what happens in this movie, so if you don't want to know... Uh, don't listen to this. What are you doing? Go read a book. Or go watch a movie. Maybe <laughs> not this not one. Not this one. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, we didn't like it very much. Uh, anything to say before we jump into the synopsis, love? I was gonna just, I'm just really upset that I was lied to about this movie. I don't... We... Like if I got the movie, even to? if I even if it was like just the movie that the trailer pitched, like I thought it was gonna be a super fun monster movie. I'll say this. It was I... a folk horror. I think it was better than the trailer because when we watched the trailer, I was like, this is going to be a complete and utter dog shit movie. It was. Yeah, but it was, but it was better than the movie that no. I thought we were going to get. It was still just, you know, bad, but we'll get into it. Yeah, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Right now. This is going to be one of those very rare occasions where Nicole hates a movie more than me. Okay, I haven't. <laughs> She's mad. She's been fuming about this movie for a couple I of days. I have not hated a movie this much yeah. since Society. And I don't remember which episode we did Society on. It was an earlier one. It was an early one. I don't know if anyone remembers that episode. It was good. Or if anyone knows the backstory of that episode. Because we had to re-record that episode three times. And why was that, love? Because of me. Because I hated it so much. The only thing I could think to say about that movie was that it was stupid. And then we got into fights. Because you, All were, three you times. just kept trying to derail me by, yeah, it was bad. Let's get into a fight about it now. <laughs> Let's relive that moment. So we're not going to fight about Takalash yeah. like we did, but I just want to say that's on the same level as society for me. Which but is- I'll say this too. Like, I feel like usually if a movie is bad, like you're like, I didn't like this movie. And then you kind of move on from it. And I like spit nails and I'm just like deeply offended and angry about it and like, ranting about it we've reversed yeah and i'm just like oh this is what it's like to be a sane person <laughs> and watching a mentally ill person lose their mind huh yeah. 
you're you're uh that's pretty cool that you put up with that it's not like it's been that bad but i'm just kind of like yeah like it was not a good movie but i just was excited to watch this movie with you we watched it together i liked watch i liked being with you and i liked the snacks we had we had nachos you made nachos i made good nachos i had a cup of noodles (laughs) instant cup of noodles noodles. and i had uh, my son's uh dairy queen treat in the freezer yes the ice cream sandwich yeah it was good i'm glad because you deprived a a small four-year-old boy of a delicious ice cream treat yeah, well, if I had brought it out, the other older one would have yeah, thought about it. And so anyway, it's just easier if I eat it. Let's get into the movie. All right. All right, spoiler warning. Here we go. The Tokolosh. We open with a scared lady running through a field. Wait, should we say what Tokolosh is? No. Well, all right, a Tokolosh. Tell us what a Tokolosh is, Nicole. So a uh, Tokolosh is a South African um, like folk horror. Like there's a folk. It sounds um, like a South African boogeyman. Yeah. So, well, I can tell more later, but I thought it was going to be more of like a folk tale. I was hoping that it would, because I'm really into folk horror, so I was kind of hoping it would be a bit of a folk horror. But based that's on really, the trailer, I was like, oh, I picked it because you, be you've horror. been reading yeah. all that folk horror lately. And I was like, mm-hmm. this movie looks good. It's different. It's from South Africa. I was so into yeah. it. I was like curious and interested to see it, but I wasn't expecting much. Which maybe is why I didn't hate it as much as you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we have a scared lady running through a field, uh, and then she gets snatched in a very abrupt and very cheap-looking computer effect. There's going to be a lot of, like, computer stuff in this movie that looks like shit, because it probably cost about $9 and was done on, a Mac, on like, a MacBook. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, my next note says, Somebody saw the Babadook, and then they animated a little intro to this movie that says the Tokolosh instead of the Babadook, and then it says a monster that eats children. This yeah. will not be the first, the last time I mention the Babadook in this episode. Yeah. You hated the Babadook. I hated the Babadook as much as you hate the Tokolosh, if not more. Did we do Babadook for No, we podcast? watched it with uh, my brother and Sarah. Sarah. Anyway. Uh, so, we are now in a facility that is poorly lit and looks kind of like the sanitarium from Silent Hill. Uh, the lights are all flickery. It did look like the... Um, yeah, and everything is damp and shitty. I love Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. It's a really scary game. Silent Hill 2 is even better. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, our hero, who I named Heroin Protagonist, because it's like 30 minutes into the movie before anyone says her name. I even forgot right now. I think it's Boosie, but it doesn't matter. It's oh, yeah. Heroin Protagonist. Uh, is offered a... Um, this is offered a side. A ride. Oh, a ride. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Heroin Protagonist is offered a ride from her boss, who I've named Sax Offender. Because he looks like a sex offender. Why Sax? Because I couldn't think of a better name, and I was like, oh, maybe he's like a saxophone man. I don't think he is. <laughs> he looks like he enjoys jazz. He enjoys some other he's a bad guy. disgusting he's a bad boy. things. Sax offender, uh, and... What is that? You say? can't read your writing? Usually I can. And Oh, and smartly declines. Yeah, hero <laughs> and protagonist is like, no, that's okay. You seem like you could be a rapist. Ew, uh, he's like, he, yeah, he's like stroking the seat, yeah. all like super creepy. What happens now is my first aside that isn't actually a recap of the plot, but a little like note about the movie, which says, I wish I knew more about movie lenses so I could describe the weird way everything feels warped and all the colors muted in this movie. It's like everything was shot on like a fisheye lens, so it all has this like really shitty like anamorphic warp- warping. I didn't notice that, but I Ugh. noticed the color. It was like kind of sepia. Yeah, it was, ve- it was very way. clearly digitally shot, I think. But not in like, I mean, you can make digital look great. Yeah. But they didn't. Nope. This looks like it was shot on, like, a cell phone. 
cut two children of South African corn dream. Oh yeah. Cause it's, they flash back a lot to like the thing from the beginning of the movie where the girl's running in this field and it's like, Oh, it's like South African children of the corn. It was like children of the corn. Yeah. It's short. And then we're awake again. And I don't know what's happening. Heroin protagonist <laughs> is cleaning with earbuds in, uh, we never really figure out what the building is that she works in. Like at first I'm like, hospital. is it a hot, is it a hospital? Is it an orphanage? Is it a industrial uh, spark cl- it's like a laundry f- like did we see any other patients or just only the, the kids that's it so i don't know what it is anyway. it looked like a hospital orphanage in some shots and in some shots it looked like a weird warehouse and in some shots it looked we'll get to it it's just bad um heron protagonist clean with earbuds in and a movie cliche runs past the camera that she doesn't see but she looks up and it's like huh what was that in this hallway and she's all hello who's there you know like in a movie i've used that same joke before in other movies yeah it's a good one though in a dark, spooky hallway, a person with a jack-o'-lantern head is there. Uh, but it's dark, and then the lights flicker, and oh my god, they gone! Who was phone? Who was phone? It's an internet meme. Then who was phone? <laughs> I don't know internet stuff. I, know I hate computers. Suddenly, uh, Jane Jack Skellington is standing behind heroin protagonist, and it's spooky. And there's lots more flashes of lights, and some spooky ghost movement thingies. Uh, and now all of a sudden... Heron protagonist is in a well-lit children's ward and is one it was basically a Silent Hill cutscene and at that point I was like okay I mean I think this might be stupid but at least and it looks cheap but I don't know the the director is going for a thing at least and I thought like um even though it was all like all the horror movie cliches it still built up that suspense in the hallways I thought sure I and mean, this, I'm kind the, of immune to that stuff at this point and but yeah. the um the jack o' lantern head. head that was not that was the stupidest thing ever it looked like a mr potato head yeah it's scary it was a scary, scary mr potato yeah, head okay. uh but uh yeah so at that point i was like okay i think this is bad but you know i'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt because he seems to have like some kind of style he's going for uh a friendly orderly turns up and her name is rosie and i didn't think of a funnier name for her um because the only distinguishing characteristic about her was she had a really big afro, and I was like, any nickname I come up is just going to sound racist. So let's just call her Rosie, because that's her name. Okay. So now you know my whole thought process behind I why she didn't hair. get... I Yeah, she seemed fine. Rosie, she is the first character with a personality, and she tells us all about the Tokolosh in a weird dump of exposition she for no reason. She was the first character yeah. with a... I liked her. And all of a sudden she goes, and you know what the Tokolosh? And this cleaner's like, um, Sorry? She just, like, started telling this stranger about the Tokolosh. How it takes children. Yeah. And then she also jokes that sax offender is a Tokolosh. Even though he doesn't do anything to children. She was, like, warning her to yeah, stay away from him. Right after saying that he's the Tokolosh preys on children, and then this guy, she's like, oh, by the way, if anyone's a Tokolosh, it's this guy who doesn't care about children. He just wants to rape uh, grown women. He's a bad guy, don't get me wrong. But it's not a, it's just not applicable. So, um, <laughs> it says, I was eating nachos and I somehow missed how, but missed this part, but somehow a heroin protagonist ended up almost getting squished in the crusher. They have like a giant fuck off crusher in this hospital. For garbage? Yeah, I guess. It's like a giant trash compactor. It was and like so- in Star Wars. Yeah, I know. You're getting ahead of me. It says, uh, she almost got squished in the crusher. Luckily, Sax shuts down all the garbage mashers on the detention level. Uh. Uh, but, uh, then tries to put the squeeze on all HP himself. Get it? Yeah. Yeah, he's a dickhole. Uh, so then we get some more Silent Hill vision flashes, and then she bites Sax on his nose, and she R-U-N-N-O-F-T. So now Sax is hunting her, and she's hiding, uh, 
And uh, she's at first I was like, oh, she's kind of hiding like the kids in Jurassic Park in the kitchen. But then I'm like, no, you know what it is? The lighting, the set. She was basically in the Nostromo from Alien. Yeah, I didn't get Jurassic Park, but I definitely got Alien vibes All of a sudden, there. I'm like, she's under like a grate. Where is she? She all that's missing is the fucking cat. Like the set pieces didn't make sense with each other. I know, I'm like, where is this hospital? What is this building? So she's hiding in the Nostromo, but uh, and then all of a sudden it cuts and she's like escaped outside, and then a bus driver who looks like Santa Claus gives her shit because she doesn't have correct change. Um, and then I wrote Jolly Old Elf, my fat ass. Ha 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 ha. Idiot. Luckily, a blind guy steps in and saves the day. He also drops some sage wizard wisdom because, you know, it's a movie. Uh, and something tells me we haven't seen the last of this Scatman Crothers man. It totally was. like Yeah. He was Scatman Crothers from The Shining. Only a, an old blind South African version of that. Which in itself is cool, but it goes nowhere. <laughs> It really doesn't go anywhere. So now we go back to uh, her and protagonist's apartment, and her landlord is like, uh, dude, today's already the 10th. And she's uh, like, oh, oh, okay, man. She'll get him the rent. Just put the rent under my door. The Big Lebowski. I'm doing a Big Lebowski okay. riff. I didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, so then, and her um, apartment is like fit for 20 people. Yeah, it's a massive apartment. I don't understand that part at and all. Again, Why? it's poorly lit. But, you know, hey, slums. I don't know. Uh, so then she has a nice little trauma bath, complete with intense soap scrumming and sobbing. Soap scrubbing. It's very no, again, upsetting. Yes, and I'm not making light of the trauma that she suffered, but that has become such a movie cliche. Like, person was almost sexually assaulted, must sit in bathtub scrubbing as hard as she can and just, like, weeping. And I'm like, I, maybe that's exactly what would happen, but it just at this point has become so overdone that it just is like, okay, yeah, we're... This movie is just grabbing cliches off the shelf and in place of character development or interesting like, writing. If I had been prepared to watch that this kind of upsetting, um, like, rapey, traumatizing movie, maybe I could have mm-hmm. dealt with it. But I was not pitched this movie. This was not the movie I was said to. I was watching. Right, and like me I'm personally, too upset to talk properly. I'm, I'm mentally ill, so I have a harder time with empathy than some people. So, like, I recognize, like, well, this is obviously a traumatic situation, but it was just ham-fistedly done. So, I'm like, I don't actually feel any upsetness. I'm just kind of like, this is boring. Well, that Yeah, that's your lack of empathy. And my position of privilege. I recognize that I don't really have to worry too much about sexual assault. I understand that. I'm super woke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so she has a trauma bath. Um... Her TV is all staticky, like on Silent Hill, and then she has more Silent Hill cornfield visions, and, uh, what does that say? <laughs> Something, oh, and here's unpleasant shit that implies that she was molested as a child, or maybe it was her sister. Who knows? Who may be the one who got, oh, maybe it was her sister who got Tokolo snatched? We're not sure. It's all very ambiguous right now, but it's very Silent Hilly, and she's, like, having flashbacks to some kind of childhood trauma. The next day, HP sees Scatman Crothers again. And so she follows him back to his weird freaky deaky shop, I guess. Where this also went nowhere. He's like a South African blind wizard version of the mask seller from Majora's Mask, which was the second N64 Zelda game. And that's a pretty good reference if you've seen the movie and replayed that game. His store is also lit like Silent Hill. Apparently all of South Africa just looks like Silent Hill. Uh, It does look like Silent Hill. We learn that HP has come here for work, here being wherever this takes place, and left behind a little sister. So Scatman Crothers gives her the mask that Triple H wore in his ring entrance at WrestleMania 30. (laughs) 
and it's going to scare away evil spirits, even though it didn't scare Daniel Bryan, who won the championship that night. Yes, yes, yes. Also, he gives her a lighter. I would rather watch the wrestling match than the It was movie. a great match. I'm not even a huge fan of wrestling. You would have liked this match. I want to show you the actual Triple H mask, though, because you'd be like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Now that you said it, it does ring a bell, I think pretty sure I saw something like yeah. that. But the funny thing about this is like he gives her this mask and says, yeah, it's scary. It'll scare away evil. And then there's like a pause. He's like, also take this lighter. And then I'm like, well, clearly they needed the lighter later in the movie for some reason. So they have him just randomly like, and here, have a lighter too. It's just like, it's basically just like in Signs, which is a terrible movie where she's like pinned by a car and then tells him the secret to defeating the aliens because bad writing. I liked Signs at yeah. the time. Well, don't rewatch it because you. I, I don't want you to a either still. I don't want you to not like it and be sad, or I don't really don't want you to like it and then I'll have to stop loving you. Okay, now I'm going to like <laughs> it forever. <laughs> anyway, um, so then uh, heroine protagonist has a poorly lit meeting with Sax. She has like a performance review and he menaces her. What a shitbag! He garnishes her wages to pay for the uniform that got torn in the fucking attempted rape fucking unionize girl that's why we have unions we need unions you should go to south africa yeah again i'm not right now i mean we're all in quarantine there was a bunch of moments while writing these notes where i'm like i don't know if this is actually funny because i know that this takes place in like a slum probably during apartheid uh not a fun movie look i'll tell you right now my difficulty in coming up with jokes that were appropriate for this is every bit as traumatic as the struggle of the South African people. I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. Joey! Meanwhile, in a supply closet for some reason, heroin protagonist hears somebody arguing with with what sounds like a monster, uh, and it sounds like, but the monster voice sounds like when Princess Leia had her bounty hunter disguise in Return of the Jedi when she's like, Yate, Yate, Yoto. Because she's holding a thermal detonator. Remember that part? It did sound like that. It sounded just like that. Uh, and so then she comes out of the supply closet and there's a little girl sitting on the floor of the hallway surrounded by graffiti on the walls. You know, like from Silent Hill. Uh, and then there's Tokolosh voices everywhere. And I'm like, I can't tell if the voices are in her or around her or she's saying them. I can't tell if heroin protagonist even hears them. It seems like it's the dark. And then, and then all of a sudden, like, Something that's in the dark hucks a fucking chair, and I'm like, this is stupid. Did it throw a chair? Well, like, as soon as they leave the hallway, this, like, fucking chair just goes oh, flying, and it's like, I remember like, the okay. ball. I remember it through the ball, but that's later. times. Uh, so, her protagonist takes the little girl and puts her to bed in, like, a room, and she's scared. Yeah, she's, like, by herself, away from everybody All the other else. children. She's like, here, sleep in here. Because, I don't know, movie. She's all alone. I was just like, where is this? I still don't know where we are. And then Rosie comes in and looks in. And this part that I, at the time I was confused by. And then you explained to me the movie at the end. And then I was like, oh, I get it. That was stupid. And Rosie looks into the room where um, HP left the little girl. Uh, who I, And then like comes out looking confused and scared. And then runs off down the hall. And I'm like, okay, what is Rosie's damage? What's going on? Um... But now I understand why, and we'll get to that. But um, so then uh, she leaves a little girl who's scared alone, and the Tokolosh is talking to her through her own voice, I think. And then she gets flung around like Reagan in The Exorcist, only not as good. Yeah, sometimes the Tokolosh like sounded like it was talking around her, yeah. and other times her lips were moving and mm-hmm. it was talking through her. And there was all this stuff where you're supposed to like feel like sad and scared for this little kid, and then sometimes you're like, well, wait, is she got the monster in her? 
what's going on, what's throwing her around, and it all ends up not meaning anything anyway, but we'll get to it. Uh, poor kid, lots of quick moves, door slam shut, muffle scream. It's like a boogeyman, and then there's a, a weird symbol room suddenly, which I think is supposed to be, like, in Silent Hill. And all of a sudden, it just cuts to this, like, symbol. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know what that is. It's like a rune. So the five O show up. I don't um, remember the symbol. Yeah, it was like a quick shot of this, like, intricate, like, floor symbol thing in, like, uh, that I think is supposed to be back in, like, the hut that we see at the end. Oh. But, like, it had nothing to do with anything. So the five O show up, and apparently a kid got killed, and Rosie is sad. But apparently it wasn't the kid that we saw, whose name is Grace, and I call her Say Goodnight, Gracie. Uh... But she didn't get killed, apparently. I don't know what's going on. And then I wrote, this recap is falling apart and I am a fraud. <laughs> okay, so. says right here. Okay, so. This is where I'm starting to like, alright, I'm going to just try and explain what's happening. Heroin protagonist steals a bag of money, I think, that we saw earlier sex protagonist or no sex offender had in his office with a bunch of like thug kind of guys right. and they never explained what it was or why he had it or if they did i didn't hear it but so she takes the money and then she like takes say goodnight gracie and they try to escape and they like distract a guard so say goodnight gracie can like run out sneak out and then they get on the bus and go home to her apartment. And Grace's got this like creepy grin the whole time. Yeah, so now all of a sudden, heroin protagonist has this pet kid. And uh, they she, end up in her giant, weird kid apartment. really quick. Like, yeah. oh, you're scared? Are you scared? Come, Come home, home with, with me. me. Yeah, might as well. There's some kind of fucky shit going on here. Come with me. And the kid's like, sure, I don't have to go back. Hooray. And then the kid immediately stops acting like a kid and starts acting freaky and creepy. And then she gets home and the kid starts playing basketball in her in this giant, cavernous apartment while... While um, heroin yeah, protagonist like, is on the phone. It's like a screen, behind a screen, and yeah. you can see clearly there's like a monster. I will say this. It's one of the it, only like, good right. shots in the entire movie. Where she's playing basketball, and yeah. then like you see her throw it off camera to like a shadow, and it throws it back to her. Yeah, that, like, that was pretty cool. So then I, I wrote, yeah, so it says they're playing basketball, and then while she's on the phone, Sega Like Crazy talks to and plays catch with a, presumably the Tokolosh out of shot. Uh, and then next shot, Rosie has never heard of Sega Night Gracie. When they're on the phone talking to Rosie, she's like, who's, who's Grace? And then I wrote, then who was phone? Which at this point is probably when you figured it out or yeah. no. I was still just like, Rosie, you suck at your job. What? And the, Or then I was like, who cares? What do you mean who's Grace? It's the little girl you saw in the... Fuck this movie. But then Nicole eventually explained to me that... Anyway. Um, <laughs> Say goodnight, Gracie finds Triple H's mask and then has like a weird seizure. And then she flies across the floor like it's a slip and slide. And out go the lights again. And it was, Nicole, it and was like a slip and slide. I like and how this you was the only that. part of the movie where I thought you were into it because it says Nicole is hiding behind a pillow and I'm just irritated. I was like holding my pillow and just in my head the whole, the, for the whole movie I was like trying to adjust my expectations of this movie <laughs> because I clearly had very different expectations. I was like if I just go with the movie maybe I'll enjoy it. I tried the whole movie. I tried so I hard to enjoy well, this movie. we still got a few movie. more pages. Hang in there. <sighs> so then Sax Offender has, I guess, driven to her apartment that he apparently knows where it is. Maybe well, she, it's in her personnel yeah. file, I guess. But uh, she's having weird Silent Hill dreams uh, intercut with the video from The Ring. 
Uh, and then a man in a scary ghillie suit waves a fly swatter, which I'm like, okay, I'm being dismissive of some kind of South African cultural ritual thing. But I was just like, I don't know. It's totally contextless. And it was that scene with the guy with all the... Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what is happening? It looks like he has a mop on his face. Yeah, and then there's more trauma. And now here comes Sax's offender. Sax knocks on the door and Triple H's mask just randomly falls off of the wall and shatters on the ground. For no reason, it is never mentioned again. Nothing yeah, happens so- with it. The mask, like, that was supposed its eyes to ward, glow. ward off evil. Like, I thought it was going to go somewhere and have some meaning. No, it just f- it fell It fell off the wall and broke, and we never talk about it ever and again. And it didn't do anything. Except for make um, Crystal Knight Gracie fly across the floor like a slip and slide. I thought that Remember, because she looked at it, and then she, well, I thought, I couldn't, she looked at it, and then she screams, and she has, like, a seizure, and then goes whipping across the floor. See, I thought that, I took that as, like, the mask didn't work. And the Takalash is still controlling her. Maybe. Anyway, um, at this point, Sawyer fell out of his bed, so we paused the movie and went to deal with that. Yeah. Our son. He kept, like, sleepwalking that night, and he never does He would get up and then lay down on his floor and go to sleep. Sleepwalking is a a bit of... I feel like sleepwalking, though, was a bit of an exaggeration of what he was doing. Well, it was still freaking me out. It was. I was like, he falls out of bed all the time. He does not fall out of bed all the time. He's fallen out of bed enough that it wasn't surprising. Back in Trauma City, Sax continues to be menacing. So Harry and Protagonist stabs him in the in the chest to bejesus him back like 40 times. And I was like, oh, good for you. So then she and Gracie flee yet another crime scene. And then all of a sudden, Sax is up and moving and pursuing them like fucking Michael Myers. I'm like, she stabbed him like 118 times. How is he up? And then immediately he just gets hit by a bus or hit by a car. The car drives off, hit and run. Look both ways, guy. And that's the last time we ever mention that guy. There's no follow-up about the money that she stole, that he stole, or the bag of money. He somehow is Superman and can survive being stabbed 100,000 times. But then he gets hit by a car, and that's it. That's the end of that plot line. Thank God. It's a terrible plot line. So then uh, another movie starts, and somebody phones and tells her and protagonist that her sister has killed herself. I have no clue what's going on. Maybe podcasting was a mistake. <laughs> See, I picked a terrible movie. You, did. you made us question everything. Uh, her and protagonist and uh, Sega Night Gracie go to the country, presumably to where her sister lived. So um, the woman who was phone was her mom. They appear to be estranged. So yeah, it becomes apparent very quickly that her. At this point, I'm also like thinking, why is Grace's dress so nice? And where did she get a nice necklace? This. What? Why is she dressed up so... What is going on? So yeah, uh, HP blames her mom for her sister's death because apparently her mom let the dad molest them, I guess. Nobody is okay. So I took it like as maybe that or... Definitely that, for sure. They were part of some weird ritual that was traumatizing. Yeah, but I also think that it was heavily implied that he... Because like he... All the flashbacks and her bleeding and all the stuff. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very, it's very upsetting. Bad. It's very upsetting. So then HP and, and um, Sega Night Racy go to this spooky tree where her sister is there dangling. But I'm like, well, clearly she's not really there. They wouldn't have left the body. No, they just like. They're but they're just looking like... at this tree and you're just looking. So it's, again, Silent Hill bullshit. Uh, and then I wrote, I have no idea if she's actually there or not. But it's not. It's time for the funeral. You can't spell a funeral without F U N. Am I right? Right. Uh, so then a man shows up at the grave, clearly that's the dad, where immediately Heron protagonist storms off, leaving her new pet kid alone with her pedophile father. So I was like, that's really good pet ownership there. 
And then my next aside that wasn't related to the plot was, the music in this movie is driving me insane. It always sounds like Jaws is about to attack for 90 solid minutes. It is exhausting. Every scene is just... But, um, but, it wasn't actually the Jaws music. But, but it was exactly that sting. But it was... In Jaws, it's effective because you know when it plays, something's about to happen. This movie, the entire thing is scored with that from start to finish. Yeah. It was brutal. Yes, I so agree. Now, it was brutal. Everything was brutal. Suddenly, Ghost Sister is at the window, just like in Salem's Lot, but not as cool. Uh, and then Sega Night Gracie is the one who goes to investigate for some reason. Wait, or she's looking Salem's for Lot? In Salem's Lot when the little kids oh, at the window. Oh, that yeah. scene. Yes, yeah. I remember. Uh, so then, for some reason, Gracie's the one who wakes up when the Ghost Sister is at the window. Now, this bothers me even more because, I'm going to say it now, you told me at the end of the movie that Grace never existed. Sorry, I just took a sip of my pop. Yeah, I figured that out when, when she made the fun. Um, when Rosie was like, "Who's Grace?" Yeah. So eventually, once you pointed all that stuff out to me, like that stuff makes sense, except that none of it makes sense because so much stuff happens with Grace to Grace and only to Grace. Like, for example, Grace is the one who gets up to go find her bunny doll and follow Ghost Sister out to the field before HP even wakes up. So she's a figment of HP's imagination. How does any of that happen? I don't, I don't Who is, know. Why is don't she being me. dragged across the fucking floor like that? I didn't make this stupid movie. Ugh, why? Who is... Ugh, that... <laughs> I, I hated the movie more afterwards when you told me that she was that. I'm like, wait, what? She wasn't... Fuck this movie. And then I knew it for sure when she brought Gracie with her to her parents place yeah because nobody acknowledged grace but nobody acknowledges anybody in this stupid movie <laughs> there's like three characters one of whom has any development and they only talk in exposition it's terrible so uh anyway she goes to look for her rabbit doll outside in the mist as you do dead sis is like leading her into the misty scraggly fields heron make wakes up and is like wait where's my pet her pet my pet kid's gone so she heads off to find her uh jaws approaches <laughs> heron protagonist finds say goodnight gracie who tells her the dead sis is looking for her so naturally they both go off into the spooky hut to find her you know like morons inside the hut are a bunch of kids with blurry faces like, their faces look blurry. Oh, yeah, I remember Which was him. like, okay, this is, again, Silent Hill uh, and the dead sis. And then we get, like, a POV shot of the thing from Evil Dead flying through the field. It was just like that. And then dead sister's like, oh, you guys have to run, run. I'm like, why the fuck did you lure them into this hut then? What the fuck is going on? So, Are you a bad guy or not? I thought that the sister was luring Gracie away from her from her sister but so so then is gracie the takalash or does she have is like a part of the takalash kind of well what is the other part of her then because she's not a real person she's a figment of someone's imagination maybe she was a patient at that weird hospital and died and because of the talk but then rosie would at least know that there was a person named gracie at one point Maybe she was really an old ghost i don't know if it's a parent or not but this movie was written by squirrels (laughs) Uh, so and like yeah so all of a sudden the director was like hey remember that shot from Evil Dead let's do that so then we finally see the Tokolosh it looks at first I'm like it looks like one of those shadow things that they fight in Kingdom Hearts and then they barricade yeah I know you don't and then they barricade themselves in the house and hide under a table and then I wrote actually laughing out loud holy shit the full reveal of the Tokolosh he is Voldemort what a piece of shit it is the worst looking monster ever he literally looks like Voldemort it is dog shit so bad. You'll see it in the trailer. A, I'm trying to think if there's a worse looking 
monster. Uh, the vampires in Le- I Am Legend, who also look like Voldemort. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> they look like Voldemort. Also, Voldemort in the first Harry Potter movie when he's on the back of that guy's head, and it just looks like really bad CGI because yeah, it was 2001. Really so fucking bad. So then, okay, so now you're time for the climax. But good thing they have that lighter that the wizard gave them, and they just set it on fire. They set Voldemort on fire, and now the house is on fire. And then I wrote, they opt not to get some water and let the motherfucker burn, burn, motherfucker, burn. I was so bored. Uh, And then a million plot threads. By the way, credits. A million plot threads are left dangling. Sax's money, the Silent Hill Hospital, who the fuck is Gracie, what the unholy fuck. Nothing in this movie makes any sense. Nothing pays off. None of the stuff they hinted at is even remotely interesting. The trauma stuff is like, okay, it's pretty obvious and boring, but whatever. Does the monster exist? I don't know. Gracie is a monster? Maybe. Except that she's... At the end, it's just her by herself. I... There's nothing positive to be said about this movie. No. Other than, I like... I mean, we said a few positives. We did give it credit yeah. for that one scene that with the cool monster basketball throwing. Yeah, it was fine. And but a I was bit just, of suspense, but I was basically just like, this is a movie that had, the director had, like, a million ideas. None of them were very well developed. And he just did them all poorly with a cell phone camera. So it looked like shit. It sounded like shit. The acting was mostly shit. And it was written by squirrels. It was dog shit. I'm sorry. I'm Pri- sorry I made us watch this like, movie. Like, look, the, this is as bad as when we watched... Yeah, that's not true, because I disliked movies more than this we've done on this podcast. This movie's biggest problem for me was how boring it was. Like, yes, it made no sense and all that stuff, but whatever. It was it at was least funny boring. to... Fun, it was easier to write notes because it made no sense, but it was boring. Do you remember that it was a half hour left when I asked you, how much is left in this movie? <laughs> it's just... And then we paused it. I was like, oh my god, how is there a half an hour? I thought it was almost done when she stabbed Sax in the chest. I thought it was almost over. And I'm yeah. like, oh my god, there's a whole other movie left. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, look, Pumpkin Carver is probably objectively a worse movie, but I would watch Pumpkin Carver ten See, more times. it was fun. Pumpkin yes, Carver, Pumpkin Carver was, was fun. hilarious. I thought that even if this movie wasn't good, we would have fun watching it, and I it think was not. the only movie maybe we've done on this podcast that was worse, let me think. I mean, there was the one we didn't finish because I was so angry. Well, then, Silent then, Night, then we just night. picked something else that was yeah. better. Uh, there was also the one that we did finish that I actually still think is... F- fine but uh, upset you so we didn't do it remember with the rats oh right uh, Food animal of the gods, cruelty I think. Yeah. Ugh. uh then there was also uh, the movie atrocious i think the atrocious uh, actually this movie reminds me of atrocious because it was i was thinking also atrocious. boring that was the biggest problem with atrocious was how fucking boring it was yeah and this movie was boring there was another one we watched that had the boy who played draco malfoy in it wasn't that atrocious oh I don't remember. I know what you're talking about. I thought Atrocious was the handheld one we watched that was bad. What? The handheld one? His name is Tom Felton, by the way, not Draco Malfoy. I'm looking up his <laughs> IMDb right now. I'm looking up our podcast. Um, no, because I could have sworn... There was also the one that was like that I thought was going to be good where those people were in the car with their cell phones or whatever trying to find the edge of the... What was oh, that movie called? yeah. I think the apparition is the one you're talking about. Apparition yeah. is the one with Malfoy. Uh, Atrocious was the handheld one that looked like uh, Blair Witch that was really boring. And I picked it because there was an American Bulldog that reminded me of Bender. <laughs> Did you know that's why I picked I, it? I probably at the time. I'm the, the thing about Atrocious is it was so boring. I remember nothing about it other than that I gave it one star on Letterboxd. Oh, I have a review. Let's see what my review said. Found footage should be rough around the edges, which this is. Why am I reading my own review on a podcast about a different movie? Right. But now I want to see how much I hated The Apparition. 
Because I don't hate that many movies we've done on this show. Uh, Apparition. Oh, you know what? I hated Apparition more than Atrocious. How about that? I gave it half a star. That's so yeah. This one was... Apparition, I remember being so horror movie cliche. Weird, yeah. It was like Twilight. I also remember nothing about movies. this movie. Anyway, the Tokolosh is... I give the Toko. I think the Tokolosh is better than those two movies, but only just. <laughs> so, because I was upset that because I wanted like a folk horror movie, so I went and looked up the legend of the Tokolosh, which was actually interesting, um, which is that comes from indigenous South African folklore to explain why people inexplicably died while sleeping in their. I might say this wrong. Their rendezvous. I'm not sure the pronunciation either, but I assume it's like Um, their hut. Kind of like what was in the movie, yeah. Um, Traditionally, these Africans slept on the floor on grass mats encircling a wood fire that kept them warm. Um, So they probably get carbon monoxide They never realized the fire was depleting oxygen levels, leaving noxious carbon monoxide, which is heavier than pure air, and Mm -hmm. sinks to the bottom. So that's why. Um, but that was their reason, which I think is That's an more... interesting enough little... Yeah, it's kind yeah, of Yeah, an interesting this little This movie folklore. had nothing to do with that. No! <laughs> it was like, no, this girl and her sister um, were molested and also, like, I guess... Because there was also a line that made it sound like her mom let the dad let her his friends molest them as well. Yeah. So they also said that... Because I was like, that has nothing to do with children. But <laughs> nowadays it's used uh, to as a tale the, like a to scare man. children. Just a boogeyman. Um, yeah. Well, it was shite. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was really bad. Again, I don't know why you keep apologizing. I'm, it's not well, your I'm just fault. so you didn't mad. Make it. I'm just so mad about it. Maybe we don't get our recommendations from the Room review Lord. section in Roomorg. It's not. It's not that. It's like I just also like that it was like South African and different. Yeah, no, I, I was on board with the idea of seeing something different. I'm all about that, but this was a disappointment. So that's too bad. Yeah, I'm still mad. I know you're very upset. I, I have a feeling this is gonna be one of those movies like Atrocious, like The Apparition, where a year from now I'm gonna be like, I know I've seen that. I remember nothing about it. I'm so mad. I probably will. Uh, I'll probably still be mad in a year. At least nowadays I take notes, so we'll be able to look back at my notes and be like oh look at us we were so young <laughs> and naive so uh yeah that's that movie but next is my pick right and i'm trying to find the specific one i have it on the shelf this is the one I want. we're going because um i'm me and i'm a tedious boring person we're going to watch another japanese movie <laughs> uh this time we're going to watch though one of the like quintessential like the big when people talk about like the the best J horror movies, when there was that big J horror yeah. boom in the early two thousands, there's the three movies they talk about: The Ring, The Grudge, and Dark Water. And I have never seen Dark Water. In fact, I have only seen the remake Me with too. Jennifer Connelly, which was also pretty good. It was good, and I, there's parts of that movie. Um, that stuck with me that are really freaky. Yeah, well, we're gonna see the original. I'm excited. Directed by Hideo Nakata. Need to cleanse my palate. Uh, yeah, you know what? Apparently, Hideo Nakata, I believe, we've actually seen some of his movies. Yes, he also directed the original Ring. Cool, very cool. Yeah. Which we did a versus of on this podcast. I think he also actually directed the American Ring 2. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Which is not a great sign, because that movie is horrible. Anyway, I'm excited for Dark Water. I am very excited for Dark Water. Thank you. Oh, he also directed a movie that came out last year that I wanted to see called Sadako. Sadako. Yeah, which I think is actually... Is um, it horror? Yeah. Oh, cool. It's, I think it's actually part of the Ring franchise, too. <gasps> I love the Ring. Because, yeah, Sadako is the name of the girl from the Ring. Oh! And then there's also a movie that came out 
not too long ago that is called Sadako versus Kayako and it's about I think it's a, literally a movie where about like the girl from the ring monster versus the grudge monster like Freddy versus Jason that's scary <laughs> that's awesome the, the, there's a the J-horror really freaks me out um, yeah. The Grudge, I Good ghost movies. watched from behind my hands. I think The Grudge is great. I remember when we watched The Grudge um, in my parents' basement in high school, I think. And I was watching it, and I got scared, and I covered my eyes, and I thought, no, whatever is in my head is not as scary as what I'm going to see. So mm-hmm. I watched it, and I was like, no, that is way worse than what I was in my <laughs> oh, mind. Oh, my gosh. And she's crawling out of the bag. I used to make that noise and scare oh. you. Um, yeah, I, I, when we revisited the ring, I was like, oh, you know, Japanese ring is not quite as good as I remember, but still pretty good. But the grudge is great. So I'm, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Cause I think this one's probably the best. I hope so. Cause it's the one that I bought a fancy Blu-ray of. So we're yeah. going to watch that and that will be our movie for, um, May. So stay inside and watch it. Yeah. Watch lots of horror movies. Or, I know, have been. Look, do whatever you want, but make sure you watch at least this one so yeah. that we can talk. Cause we're going to take notes and we're going to talk about it. Right. We're going to come up with fun nicknames. Hopefully better ones than the Tokolosh gave hopefully me. Hopefully it's a better movie. I mean, it can't be worse, so... <sighs> it could. So angry. Well, uh, you have 30 days to get over it. Uh, so yeah, I guess... 30 days. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Oh, wait, Nicole. fuck this. We did what? it again. You need to actually tell the people about... Oh. We're really bad about this. Yes, <laughs> I created an Instagram account... Wait, did I say that right? Instagram account? <laughs> yeah, you said Instagram right. <laughs> For some reason, I thought I said I Instagram. created an Instagram. Instagram? Instagram? Um, account for our podcast. It is Bride of Creature Podcast. So follow on us on Instagram, Instagram if you want. Uh, you can also, I don't know, whatever. You send us an email if you want. I don't know what the email address is, though. <laughs> I also don't, I think it comes to my inbox. I think it's. You know what? I have no idea. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll learn it for next eh, time. Whatever. We're coming up to our 100th episode, so maybe we'll. Yeah, we'll get, celebrate get the 100th episode by learning how to make a podcast. Yeah. Until <laughs> next time, I am the creature Joey G. And I'm the bride of Cole. Y'all stay scary now. Kissy, kissy. How could this woman ever decide to wed this man?